This week's major spoilers podcast goes out to Christian Walker, Eric Travartha, Nathan Boskill, Joshua Onesie, and Russell Cat. When I've got nothing funny to say, I default to Scottish. I'm like the Blue Ranger from RPM Power Rangers. And anyway, this one goes out to them. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. Rodrigo and I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 472 of the Major Spoilers podcast. Thank you for downloading. Especially during this holiday break, we've got so much content coming your way. We've got Major Spoilers. We've got Top Five. We've got Munchkinland with the Munchkin Minute. We've got the Dueling Review, and of course, we've got Critical Hit. Lots of stuff to fill your ear holes this holiday weekend including just our random ramblings. Happy post-Thanksgiving celebration, Rodrigo. Thanks. Happy Life Day to you. <laughs> Happy Black Friday to you, Rodrigo. Uh, yay. Oh, don't. Why is Matthew always so negative? Why is Matthew so negative? I think it Matthew has to do with his negative. blood sugar. That could be it. <laughs> Quick, give, him a, give him a slice of orange. Oh. <laughs> oh, Matthew, do you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I do want a cookie. I'm hungry. Now, I, I don't think that I'm negative when I say that Black Friday shouldn't be a thing. I just well, find, you you, know, you go Black around Friday saying Black Black Friday isn't a thing, and it is a thing. You just don't think it should be a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. And the problem that I have with Black Friday is very clear. Black Friday exists solely for the people who sell things to sell more things. Yeah, exactly. And they've scammed us. They have scammed us. Into believing that we're getting, you know, amazing deals and people call this a holiday and want time off from work. Yes. People call it a holiday and they want time off from work so they can go shopping. But but a lot of people have the day after Thanksgiving off. A lot of people do. Not all people do. Call centers generally don't. I will be working. But here's another thing that I have a problem with in terms of, of Black Friday. Okay. Ask me why Black Friday is a pain in the butt. Why Black Friday is a pain in the butt. Why Black Friday, pain in the butt. Answer now, Matthew. <laughs> Four, two, Hulk one. Smash Go. Black Friday. Okay. When was the last time you actually went and priced something out and went, okay, this is something that I want to buy, and on Black Friday it will cost less? Uh, I do a lot of comparison shopping, but I don't, I don't wait till Black Friday sales on anything. Yeah. That's me. You are, but that's because this year I'm waiting till December 21st to this, buy all my holiday gifts. Yeah, this is a this is a not not a, a very indicative sample. Yeah, because I think both Stephen and I just to, to 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 different degrees when we see something that we want and can afford, we just buy it. Yeah, yeah. Without doing yeah. too much of a, I mean, quick online comparison stuff to find the best price. Right. But not like that's why that's a, why any I don't sort like of investigative stuff. It's because. Hey, Stephen, says my mom, please send me your holiday list of things you would like for Christmas. Well, right. what I'd like for Christmas is a new camera body, right, a right. steady cam rig, and these attachments to go onto my AR drone just, so I can do some aerial photography. Oh, by the way, these all cost between $150 and $4,000. Yeah, no, Am feel, I going to get any of those? No. So why I, bother even asking? Yeah, I feel very irresponsible giving my family my list full of things that, like, the only things that I want 
like really want are the things that I can't afford. And right. basically making them pay for that just seems awful. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's 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 about greed. And I think that having a day that is specifically designed to celebrate greed is problematic. To me, at least, I think it's offensive that we have a whole day that is designed to go, you know what you should totally do? You should go in and buy all of these things. They're 40% yeah, but every off. holiday. No, listen, li- we, no, 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 no. Listen, here's the thing about it. First off, it's not it. You can you can say that thematically it celebrates greed. It's obviously not designed to celebrate greed. Yes, That's one. Yes. The second one is that what could be purest and more beautiful in the United States than a holiday that is all about capitalism. Yeah. That's all about literally, literally all it is for is buying things. Yeah. It is like... Just like President's Day. It is like a shot of um, adrenaline to the heart of the economy for one day. One day. Just kaboom. In so fact, much it's, money it's changing so hands. much money that it actually keeps the economy going for six months. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it like, it, yeah, it creates this, like, weird economic plateau mm-hmm. that continues into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, and beyond, actually. I, yeah. mean, I mean, most retailers will bank on the Thanksgiving shopping season, the five days... Uh, the week or two after Thanksgiving, uh, to put them into the black for the rest of, for their entire year. You know, the United States is a country that is composed of immigrants from all over the place. And it just so happens that, um, there are like that a lot of the, um, Protestants have been in control of the country for most of the time. They're the majority. So we get a lot of christian protestant holidays we get sure christmas we and we get easter <laughs> and those are a thing yeah, and yeah. then you know there's a lot of other religions that have a say because they're numerous and because they're or because they're loud or because they're you right, know right, right. just somewhere you know so you can get your high holidays off yeah and things like that but <laughs> you said high holidays. those are all what Is i know that, i'm laughing no yeah, yeah um but there are few holidays aside from thanksgiving that are really purely American. A lot of those traditions come from other countries. Yeah, stolen from the pagans. Um, and, and warped and changed as, as, as you want it. But Black Friday is something that is so American. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should be proud about Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. Black Friday is its own crazy thing. If you want, if you think that Black Friday is not where it should be, you should own it. You should start telling people about Black Friday etiquette. You should start your own Black Friday traditions. There you go. Because Matthew, you're an American. For you. You're an American. You can change this. You can tell people you have a forum. Uh, literally, you have the major spoilers <laughs> forums. Um, and uh-huh. and you can tell people what Black Friday should be. I don't think you should fight Black Friday because it's here to stay. There's nothing we can do to stop Black Friday, so except you- for Cyber Monday. Uh, I guess that is the one thing that could kill Black Friday, but you know those two work in tandem. Yes, they do. Um, so take Black Friday, turn it into what you want. Make Black Friday the glorious holiday about uh, getting done shopping and eating at Dennis uh, at Denny's. Yeah, you know, because 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 it's still seven a.m. By the time you're done, you know, it's only 7 a.m. by the time you run out of money. And what the hell are you going to do with the rest of the day? Don't forget Samoan Saturday. Samoan Saturday? You just made that up. You <laughs> no, definitely just no, made that's that serious. up. serious. What are you going to do with all your extra Samoans? Oh, my God. That is not a thing, Stephen. <laughs> well, Steven. by gosh, 
Black Friday had to start somewhere. That's true. Simoleon Saturday has to start somewhere too. And by gosh, it's gonna start right here this year. Does anybody even know where where the Black Friday comes from? Like the 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 name of the of the pseudo holiday that is hurting Matthew Spleen. Yes, the reason they call it Black Friday is because historically. It has had well historically. That's where your before they companies into go thing, into the black. It's where your companies have no sales. They called it Black Friday because it was a terrible day for sales, uh, and they started calling it Black Friday and going Black Friday sales because nobody was coming in to buy anything the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and the stores weren't making money. Oh my God, so that is so great! Thing, they turned it around. When it yeah, a thing, when you go into the black. They called it Black Friday, and they're like, "Here, now you can have one hundred and sixty dollars off of these three items," which is fine. I'm good with that, but I still hate it. Don't hate it. Embrace it. Adapt and I embrace. Wanna. Black Friday. Make it your own. Black Start- Friday. I have, Black Friday I as a term a has been used in multiple in contexts 40s. going back to the 19th century when it was associated with a financial crisis in 1869 in the United yeah. States. The earliest known reference to Black Friday to refer to a shopping day other than Thanksgiving was made in a public relations newsletter in 1961. And puts the origin in Philadelphia. Someday people will say, what do you do for Black Friday? And somebody will answer, well, a long, long time ago, my great, great, great grandpappy, Matthew Peterson, started a Black Friday tradition in which we all um, go to Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go shopping. Then we go to Denny's again. Then we go shopping again. Then we go to Denny's again. Three meals at Denny's. Very important. All before noon. Family tradition. One, all before noon. of them are chitlins. <laughs> yes. One of them's got to be chitlins. Yes. Just whatever and, you want. Uh, exactly. Whatever you want. It's like, s- start a thing where Simoleon you get- Saturday. Where you like tailgate B- Black Friday. There you go. Where you have like chili. Yeah. And you just, you s- sit in a parking lot and you sell chili to people as they come in. Oh. Until they Matthew. kick you out because chili's getting spilled everywhere. There you go, Matthew. Moneymaker. Yeah. That way you can you can take all of your chili money, your ill-gotten chili funds, yep. and go and spend them on Simoleon my, Saturday. My ill bootin' gotti. No, I will not be participating. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy who, when you say happy holidays, goes, no, you are wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy who stalks around like a curmudgeon and says, Black Friday is not a thing. But it is a thing. And you know, someday it is a thing. Yeah, That's the thing, no, Matthew. You should change your phrase to it shouldn't thing. be a thing. Oh my God. You know what's great about this? What? Matthew's going to get visited by ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am the ghost of Christmas presents present. Yep. <laughs> yes, I am. I am the ghost yes. of the oh, No, no, that's 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 it. It's like I am the ghost of future Christmas presents. Yes. It's like, so are you the ghost of future Black Friday? No, current Black Friday, future Christmas presents. Stay with me here. Stay with me. Look, look, it's a new holiday. We're trying to get all the terminology together. We're working on it. And you know who will have to play the ghost? Sean Connery. Yes. Brian Blessed. And uh, that girl who was the lead singer of Tattoo, you know, the one with the little miniskirt? What's her mm-hmm, face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Miniskirt. She's not really Russian or a lesbian, but it's okay. Scott Fogg writes in and says, I would like to read some Guardians of the Galaxy, but don't know where I should start. I, well, I would say the same thing I say to everyone who says I don't know where I should start. Start somewhere. I mean, you can, I'm certain that the current Guardians of the Galaxy stuff is all in trade. 
my recommendation would be honestly to go back and try and find uh, the appearances that they did in Marvel Presents from the 1970s that were written by Steve Gerber and drawn by, I think, Sal Buscema. Really good stuff. Um, you could also go back to issue one of the 90s Guardians of the Galaxy series that was done by, uh, who's the guy who does Shadowhawk? Jim Valentino? Mm-hmm. Jim Valentino did that book for like 60 issues, and it was just a big love letter to the Legion of Superheroes. I mean, I, true I, I say just wait until the movie episode. comes out, and then Marvel will have a bunch of must-read introductory it, uh, issues. Actually, here's, here's what I think. Um, if you want to get on board with Guardians of the Galaxy at the station where, gar- where the current run of Guardians of the Galaxy started, read Annihilation. There you go. Read the first volume of Annihilation. Yep. That's where yeah, the this all started. Yeah. So chronologically and, and, and directly, if you want to see where Guardian, where the current Guardians of the Galaxy starts as a, as a new era of cosmic Marvel, it starts with Annihilation. Now, should you read Annihilation? I don't think it's that good of a, of, of a comic unless, unless you already have that nostalgia built in for everything that's going on. And let me tell you something. You will find fewer few men who love Super Scroll as much as I do, <laughs> and I thought his part in it sucked. So, you know, take so you know, flip through that. Maybe flip through the next few, and eventually, Rocket Raccoon shows up, and that's probably when you want to start reading Star Lord. Star Lord actually. Star Lord, yeah. Star-Lord yeah, Star Lord. Star Lord is also where you want to start, but actually, Star Lord shows up relatively early, and then he doesn't do much. Yeah, but when he gets there, yeah, he it, starts doing his Star Lordy things. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty cool. Um, I would also recommend going back and grabbing the trade paperback of Jim Starlin's Warlock, which uh, lays the groundwork for everything that is cosmic Marvel. But I recommend that to anybody who asks me, "Hey, can I read a cool book?" You should totally pick up Jim Starlin's Warlock. Good stuff. Nicholas asks, "What are your favorite comic strips?" Mine certainly Strip. Calvin and Hobbes, number one, mm-hmm. all time favorite. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when I read old, 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 old Gasoline Alley stuff, like yeah. from the 1920s and, and yeah, from like the 20s and 30s, you know, back when yeah. it like started. I read a bunch of those for a long, long time. I probably read about 20 years worth of stuff one summer and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. For me, Terry and the Pirates all, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's all about Bloom County. I love Bloom County from the very beginning. I used to deliver newspapers. And when Bloom County came out and started appearing in the Salina Journal, I was like, what's this penguin crap? Because, you know, I had been a fan previously of Doonesbury, which also very good strip, an eternally weird strip. But uh, Bloom County from top to bottom really is entertaining. I don't necessarily care for Outland or Opus the same way because I feel like it it kind of was just going back to the well too often. Bloom County's a good one. Uh, Doonesbury and classically, and interestingly, your favorites and my favorites have all ended. Uh, the far, far side. side, yeah, far side is awesome. Mm-hmm. There are you can you can 10, find that in 15. trades now. You can actually buy the yeah. complete uh, far side omnibus, mm-hmm. giant, yeah. big effing collection. You can actually buy the complete Bloom County year by year. That yeah, I've got those. I've got the Bloom. For. I've got the is, Bloom is County. The, ones. Is the omnibus uh, set up chronologically? Yeah, or by topic? No, no, then it was chronologically. Like cow jokes, chicken <laughs> yeah, jokes, yeah. more <laughs> cow jokes. Yeah, cow tools, dead baby jokes. Yeah, yeah no, it's chronologically. Fat, fat doctors and scientists. Yeah, 
nerds. There's a whole section on nerds. Yep, that one where there are like joke. five different strips ripping off the far side now that Larson has retired. Oh yeah, huh. and it, well, yeah. every time I look in the paper, there's like something that's trying to be the far side. Yep. Well, the thing is though, the far side, like you know, distill it's that, distill that you know, that far sideness. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it is that like automatic non sequitur. Yeah thing so yeah. like it's kind of a genre now yeah he so yeah i mean he kickstarted that uh without actually using kickstarter <laughs> um <laughs> so but but you're right i mean it's it's become a genre so i mean are they really ripping like they're ripping off the far side if they are using cows you know right. for everything right. or if they're you know if there's like that courtroom shot and something ridiculous is happening like mr potato head or like that guy with like that gun that shoots dogs yeah. <laughs> for no reason <laughs> You know, the that's, Dobie-O-Matic. Yeah, the Dobiomatic. There you go. That's that's strictly ripping off uh, Larson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have They're a favorites, Rodrigo? Really uh, not really. I haven't. Foxtrot? Are you a big fan of Foxtrot and Sally I, Worth? And I am. Brenda Starr. I like. I do like the We're Rex Morgans and um. <laughs> oh, what Mark, are, Mark Trail? Yeah, like the the ones that look really old timey. Mark Trail. <laughs> yeah, just just because it's like it's like looking into the past of of the world um it is weird when like i think up until very not very recently but up until recently i mean the spider-man comic strip was still going on yeah and i remember like back and forth i remember somebody like taking out a cell phone in it and i was like whoa (laughs) you mean these aren't reprinted from the 70s dick tracy little abner yeah i really like little abner dick tracy I really like Little Lab. Yeah, Dick Tracy's hardcore. Forties, forties era Dick Tracy is just brutal. The thing that I didn't realize because I had seen that Dick Tracy movie back from nineteen ninety five, and I'm like, oh well, I want to see more about this. And they, I'm like, I grabbed this issue that was uh, a reprint of the first appearances of uh, Prune Face. Did you know that Prune Face is blown away, like killed on panel? As a cool. result of his own crime, so and flat top dies. The brow dies. Bugsy Malone, not a Dick Tracy character. <laughs> all of these, all of these guys, Ar- arms akimbo. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one who cracked me up. Uh, half and half. Hmm. He's basically Harvey Dent. He's two face. Nice. He's got one face that's a monster and one face that's a normal guy. It's really, really weird stuff. And it teaches you the important lesson that you need to kill all the ugly people. Dick Tracy's moral compass, <laughs> like as, as a work, was all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's because and the guy who was writing it, I believe, was literally clinically insane. He might have been. <laughs> But it, it's such a it's such a gleeful insanity and yeah, such a brilliant really sort of blah, 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 look at me. I love the fact that you know in the fifties, all of a sudden Dick Tracy starts talking to the Moonanites. That's that is trippy, trippy stuff. The Boondocks was good for a while. Um, yeah. I have, and and I don't mean that it's not good anymore if it's even still going, but I just haven't seen it. Obviously, right. the Boondocks not very popular with newspapers around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cold de Sac yeah. is really good. I really like that. If that's basically ended now, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know what was? Yeah, fun you're right. All my favorite ones are done. But Calvin and Hobbes, Far Side, there was, was a fun rank back right in up the day there. Was uh, for better or for worse? For several, I want to say for a couple of decades, was in real time. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. So we saw we saw the kids grow up and become adults and have their own kids and the dog dies. I love the fact that they killed the poor little doggy. Yep. It's like, oh no, Farley has drowned, saving our baby sister from what? You you can't kill the dog. But but really the, the thing yeah, about for better or for that. worse is that eventually it became about that. Like the only reason why I was still reading it was to see that weird experiment of mm-hmm. doing a, a comic mm-hmm. strip in real time. Yeah. True. Um, and then it was always a real time comic strip though, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. No, it wasn't always. It started out with the kids being kids and the kids were kids for a long time. And then she started having them grow up and then they were real time. And I think they've either gone to reprints or turned back the clock because the kids are kids again. Hmm. Well, maybe they're new kids. Maybe they're, rep- maybe they're, they're kids. No, kids. They're, yeah. they're the, they are the kids. Oh, okay. Their names are, are Mike and, and Skippy and April. Elizabeth. Right. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Lizard breath. Yep. He actually, I was actually calling my sister Lizard Breath, and then about four weeks later in the newspaper, he called her Lizard yeah. Breath, and I was like, ah! Sure, Ted. Ah! Yeah, that's, we believe you, Ted. You totally told us oh, all about that band yeah. who sings Counting Blue Cars. It was pretty good. You're the one who taught us about Dishwalla, Ted. Really, really, uh, is one of our new followers. Uh, she says, I'd love to have your take on the concept of fake geek girl. I'm accused of being one on occasion. What's a good response? Shut up, fat virgin. That's a good response. <laughs> oh, no. Of course, that's not a good response. Um, uh, we had a discussion on this off mic a couple weeks ago when this blew up. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, you know, calling someone a fake fan of anything is really mm-hmm. stupid and does a disservice to that, whatever it is, sport, mm-hmm. uh, comic book, cosplay. Well, I mean, whatever right, that right, may be. Right. Oh, you're such a fake fan of Magic the Gathering. Yeah, okay, so totally I want to kick you out of my... Out of my pool and thus make my pool smaller. Right. So therefore, there's even greater reason to cancel my favorite whatever. Right. Exactly. I think anybody, whether they're someone who only tangentially knows about a character because they went and saw it in a movie and wants to come to a convention and dress up, that's great. Yeah. I think the the thing that I said, I think the thing that I said last time when we were talking about this is, hey, you person that's dressed as, I don't know, Scarlet Witch. Man, that was sure a great uh, House of M arc. You should, you know, don't you think? Oh, well, I've never read it. Oh, well, over there in the long box, they've got the whole collected House of M stuff. You should go check it out. Well, maybe I will if you say Scarlet Witch plays a big role. All right. Yeah, boom. And then there you go. You got a whole somebody who's now into everything Marvel. Right. I I don't see a problem with anybody being a fan, casual, hardcore, or otherwise. My thing about it is... I don't necessarily think there's a need to respond to that sort of thing for two reasons. No, One, well, there is if it, you're accosted I mean, on a show floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And I mean, that's something where it's going to be awkward anyway. So my advice would be, yes, say, shut up, fat virgin. But no, it, <laughs> it's, it comes from a place of alienation. It comes from a place of estrangement. And the people who are attacking you for being a quote unquote fake geek girl are alienated and estranged and feel victimized by something about something that reminds you of someone who alienated them to some degree. And I think what it comes down to is everybody wants to be in a group with people who believe the same things that they do. And they want to be fans of things with people who understand the things that they love. But there's a point where you feel like 
these people aren't real fans because they don't appreciate what I do. This person's not a real Spider-Man fan because they like post one more day. Steven's not a real Legion fan because Steven doesn't like the original Legion. He likes the volume two Legion. Hey, anybody that accidentally it's, drinks an experimental formula instead of a soda. I'm just saying. What a dork. It's that factionalization that makes us feel you got to have somebody to, to push away to feel superior. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that if someone, if someone is accosting you on any level, the, you I mean, the obvious response is if you can turn and walk away and give them a nasty look, if it comes to a point where you're being confronted, I don't necessarily I, know that there's, yeah. there's any way to heal that rift. You're not going to, you're not going to have a positive interaction with that person and teach them the error of their ways. Are there people that just do it for attention though? Sure. There's probably somebody out there that's doing it just for the attention. That's like but... asking, are there that's there who only have nine toes. Yeah, exactly. Sure, there are. Well, yeah, and, and, and and I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Just to a to a degree, everybody who cosplays, everybody who goes to these things, to to a certain degree, does it to the attention. Because yeah, yeah, here, yeah. here's the thing: there's a there's a subset of the population peacocks. that what peacocks. Uh well, I was going to say th- th- there's a. I mean, sure, if you want to call it that. There's a certain section of the population where one of the most important things about their lives, about everything, is self-expression. There's there's a lot of people who feel the necessity to, in some way, show off what they're about, show mm-hmm. off what their interests are. Mm-hmm. You know, there are three people talking at you on your iPad or on your iPod right now that are kind of that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's why we're doing a show is because right. there are things that we like. There are things that we like to talk about. We're not shy. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we like to talk about that we don't know about. Right. Exactly. And I know that there are people out there going, oh, I can't believe Matthew just mentioned that. And he's so wrong because that or Steven said that or Rodrigo said that or right. right. Or whatever. And, and we get those emails. Yeah, we do get those emails. Yeah, they come yeah. a but, lot. But but the thing doesn't, is, doesn't is like, are they just doing it for attention? It's like. Maybe, maybe they're just doing it for attention, but why does that matter? Yeah, you know, who cares? there are you know, like, what? when I draw a stupid thing and I put it on my Facebook or my Tumblr or something, I'm just doing that for attention, but nobody yells at me like you drew a stupid thing just to get attention. Like why, why yeah. should, the, why is that I'm an wait, issue? I'm waiting for some commenter to pop in and go, well, I remember going to the San Diego Comic-Con back in 1975 when it was cool and there were only like a hundred of us there. All these fake fans who've come afterwards uh, just I saw, ruined the whole experience. It's like, are thing. you kidding me? But that's a legitimate take up to a point. Rodrigo's right though. I mean, the moment where, what was it? Six, eight months ago, somebody went and said, Hey, did you guys know that there's an Easter egg in Torque's character name? That was a point where I went, ha ha, look at the attention that I got. I am so clever and now you know it. I know that that, that Easter egg is there because I wanted people to catch it somewhere down the line and make me think, ha ha, look how clever I am and have them say, that's really cool and awesome. And by extension, I'm really cool and awesome for whatever reason. We all do things for attention. I mean, come on. The, the three of us are talking on imaginary tape right now. For the entertainment of people, because a yeah, we I mean, like we like having a forum for this stuff, but b we like having people listen to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, before we even before Stephen got all his computers, we literally just pretending that there was a like we just had a box labeled <laughs> <Yeah>. recording <laughs> magic, and we just talked into it. Yeah, for for hours at a time. I, I, man, I just think those those major spoilers podcasts room. were hardcore. I, I just think anyone that comes out and says you're not a real fan is really 
shooting their whatever they're a fan of in the foot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They should be they're shooting. Hey, themselves. you don't know every statistic about such and such ball player. That's okay. We still want you on our team. We still want you to be right. one of our be a fan with us, and we'll teach you, and we'll we'll knowledge you, and smarten you up. My uh, my response to this whole thing as it, as it was breaking with um yes um with yes. that guy yes right um was uh, I made the hashtag hey cosplay girl yeah, yeah. on Twitter mm-hmm. um I would like to read some selections Please. if read if some selections okay. all right <clears throat> now all right. realize these are. A joke. Yes, these are a joke. Um, do it in the smarmy. You're gonna do it in the smarmy voice, or um, I'll see. I'll see where it takes me. Okay. If that's if that's, that's, that's all fine. right with you, all give, right. give me three readings on each. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll just try and do different readings okay. for each. All right. All right. Hey, cosplay girl, who's taking you home tonight? Oh, your aunt. Good. I'm glad you got it right. Cool. See ya. <laughs> hey, cosplay girl, I see you're real popular with the nerdy boys. Get some business cards. Might as well network while you're here. <laughs> now, let's see. Hey, cosplay girl. I can tell what you're thinking. Man, this Polaris helmet thing is really heavy. <laughs> hey, cosplay girl. I see you're looking at me with your lips parted. I got you a soda. These cons have bad air conditioning. Now, let's see. Hey, cosplay girl, after the con, you won't give me the time of day because we don't know each other. So there's no real expectation there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, cosplay girl, I see that you have a great body. I'm not going to tell you, though, because that's a creepy way to start a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I think the one that I kicked it off with. Uh, yeah. Hey, cosplay girl. I know you didn't get into that character because of the comics. You want to borrow mine? That's a good one. Nice. You can follow uh, all of Rodrigo's antics on Twitter at Fearsome Critter is his uh, Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. One last question. Give given the choice, what would you prefer: new Firefly or new Cowboy Bebop episodes? Is, can one of the choices be neither? <laughs> You didn't like Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop? Uh, yes, I did as yeah. a complete series. Yeah, it was. And it that, was pretty that much. ends. And to be honest, the uh, the when they tried to create that story in between the series, the Mars the, movie. The movie, yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's like why good. why touch it? It's yeah. great. I, I now, wouldn't touch uh, yeah, I would I would say no new Cowboy Bebop is good as it is, <laughs> it's great as a complete series. No more wire bebops. My, I guess if my only choices were more Firefly or more Cowboy Bebop, I would say more Firefly, specifically so that they would leave Cowboy Bebop alone. <laughs> uh, there, there, I would go with that as well. Matthew? I am going to get lambasted, as we often do when we talk about anything anime related. I have never seen a full episode of Cowboy Bebop, wow. except for the one where they're all on drugs. Yeah, that was pretty And the good. one guy is walking up the stairs and the other guy is bumping into the corner. I've only seen one episode, but I've seen that one like five times because that's the one I've seen. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And I don't have I don't have any necessarily hate for Spike Spiegel and, you know, Joe Schuster and his drawing Superman and calling him a cowboy bebop. Or, you know, Cowboy Bebop had his computer, whatever it is. <laughs> but I think that wow. I don't want either <laughs> either, because I have no particular love for Cowboy Bebop and I'll you know, I'll 
preface that with yet. But I feel like the train on on more Firefly has kind of sailed as well. I don't know if I want more Firefly at this point, unless it's more Firefly 15 years down the line, when Mal is like, you know, a dissipated old crazy person and all of these things are happening. I think that what I would rather see is Joss Whedon and the guy who made up Cowboy Bebop working together to do something new and different and super mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe something called Fake Geek Girl. Yeah, make something new. I'm always I'm always for make something new. Sometimes yeah. shows end for lots of reasons. Lots of reasons that have nothing to do with creative. In fact, it seems a lot most of the time shows end for non-creative reasons. Well, Cowboy and, Bebop had a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, Cowboy Bebop is one of those shows that did end for mm-hmm. creative reasons. It was a complete series, and that was that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Um, but sometimes it's just not meant to be, and just trying and trying and trying and trying to bring something back is not going to recapture that magic and it's just going to be a lesser product you know i mean a lot of people complain about the new episodes of futurama and they say that you know the magic is gone and everything like that and i i would say that they're not better than the old episodes there are flashes that are of of greatness in there Mm -hmm. but you know you just by 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 everything that you're doing comparing one season to four seasons comparing you know uh, actors who were five years younger to as they look now, you know, all this other stuff, you know, new writers, new producers, a new production schedule, a new production team, right, right. new special effects, all this stuff that's going to go into it. There are so many places where it's not going to be the same yeah, and, and where it can go wrong. I, I think that, you know, if you have a favorite something, whatever that may be, a favorite TV series that's ended like Lost, mm-hmm. don't say, well, I want more Lost. Go back and just enjoy the Lost that you have. Same way with comic books. You know, lock and key comes to an end, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really going to come to an end. The lock and key stories about the lock kids right. is coming yeah. to an end, but they're going to continue telling one shots and some other miniseries and stuff. Right. And, and, and they in, may not be as good. In five or six years, we're going to get before lock and key. Yeah. Which uh, uh, is going to go back and tell stories of what happened in between the panels. But you know what? There's a reason why I continue to go back and read The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. because I love that four issue series. And I will go back and read it again and again and again. I don't necessarily want Frank Miller to come back and write more Dark Knight Returns books. Right, right. Because we all saw how that came out. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a great example of, you know, oh, just something, something that just did not in any way recapture the old magic. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe be happy with the old magic. That, that old beefy Batman That old magic. beefy Bat- Batman well, magic. Some things aren't designed to go on forever. And some things I think are better because they don't go on forever. I think part of why we love Firefly is because Firefly is a limited run. It never wore out its welcome. It never had a giant stinky, stinky episode. It had a couple that were a little freakish. Sure. But it didn't have an episode that really screwed the pooch and, you know, blew everything to part. It didn't have a deal breaker, and that's why we idealize it. And I think that Cowboy Bebop, from the sound of things, was designed and realized to tell this story and have that story end. And because it was created as that, you know, that finite piece, it didn't have to drag itself out. It didn't have Lost Season 5. It didn't have Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 6. It didn't have God Help Us New Avengers. It didn't have the things that were designed to try and reformat or resupport or, you know, 
re-envision what we already knew we liked. And because of that, they never had that moment that really, really fell apart in the end. I mean, there's there's nothing worse than they changed it, now it sucks, with the exception of they brought it back and it's exactly the same thing. And and, and it's, it's real interesting because I, I think there's a direct correlation between the sample size, like mm-hmm. how big of a work, like how lengthy of a work it was, mm-hmm. and how idealized it becomes to the point where Firefly was what? 15 episodes or something no, like that not, not that 13 many. 13, 13 episodes right so mm-hmm. what's that six and a half hours yeah right of yep. fire plus a movie plus a movie um so they long episodes yeah hour long oh uh, were they okay yeah. so they're so 45 minutes you know you figure still eight nine hours sure so 10 hours of firefly out there mm-hmm. right Huge following, huge pedestal that it's that is placed on. Right. Think about Star Wars. Think about everything that happened in Star Wars. Why? Because there used to be only three hours of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. That people just poured themselves into and poured into mm-hmm. their brains, just back and forward, mm-hmm. back and forward until there was like this completely goopy, distilled Star Wars, partially in the movies, partially in the American psyche, in the world psyche. Right, right. And that's why anything, anything that was Star Wars was not going to work and why the yeah. stuff that happened specifically didn't work. Yeah. I right. think ultimately well, what it, uh Mr. Papadopoulosky is trying to tell us is that right. uh, Rodrigo and, and I need to sit down and do the rest of our Cowboy Bebop, our Cowboy Bebop, Bebop sessions. Yeah. Yep. But something else that you have to take in mind is some of the greatest get everybody moments, and their stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> 3 2 1. Some of the greatest moments in the public consciousness of Star Wars never happened. There's that. In, he never said, Luke, I am your father. That did not happen. That is not what he said, and that's not the way the scene parsed out. But if you walk up to the average person and say, what does Darth Vader say at the end of Empire? Luke, I am your father. That's something that it has become more than just that movie. And when you get to a certain point, something becomes so large that the sample size is also likewise skewed. There are 11 seasons 950,000 episodes of MASH, and probably, I'm going to say, 100 really, really great ones. And an equal number that just, you want to strangle somebody there. There, there are not, there are some not good episodes of MASH out there, but because there are so many of them, that sample size, again, you take that one small, oh, well, that one, this is the one where everybody goes, jocularity, that one's awesome, and it's worth three bad ones. So I think, you know, it comes to a point where diminishing returns will eventually roll into you. And I think we're going to see coming up in February of next year, whether we come to that point with uh, community, whether all the wishes for more community are going to end up getting shot in the head as well. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be an experiment. A lot of people were already saying that by this last season, was it the third season, Mm -hmm. that they were going a little too far, like just it like it was a little too weird like chevy chase was yeah. getting weird but like not the character chevy chase was playing but chevy chase himself was getting weird so mm-hmm. this new season is going to really be the trial of fire for it well, and, and, I, and i showrunner and i cannot i cannot imagine that even if this season goes does really well that there's going to be another uh you know probably the thing that's telling is the fact that it was supposed to launch in october and they booted it to february right and oh, that's even if not we get to February, it, that really isn't telling, though, because, yeah. you know, I, I mean, 
maybe people don't agree with me about Futurama, but I think there's plenty of people who do that Futurama was a great show. Yeah. Look at what Fox did to Futurama. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, it's not telling well, when a network decides not to put something somewhere. Well, I'm not saying that it's not good, but it's telling that the network doesn't have... They're not putting enough faith into it. Oh, they're they're certainly not. Well, they never have, and they never have because NBC, because NBC number has wise, no idea what to do with their their stuff. Because numbers wise, it never was a good right, show. Right. It never right. had the viewership that they wanted. Right, and that's that. I mean, it's it's a good show. It's a fun show. It's a show that I greatly enjoy. It's a lot of show. It's a show that a lot of people enjoy, but it has never had the numbers. So from a monetary sense, no, it doesn't make sense that they're bringing it back. And they're trying their best to not bring it mm-hmm. back and maintain goodwill, <laughs> but it's not going to work. So they're going to have to bring it back for a season regardless of how it turns out. I think, didn't they only do yep. 13 episodes? I don't know. Of what? Of this new season. Community. Community. Season. I think it was only. I think every season of Community has been like 13 episodes. There aren't that many episodes of Community out there. I will have to look it up, but I'm I'm pretty to sure it's like basically only a half season's worth of stuff. Um, okay, uh, so, so Rodrigo, hello. You were disappointed about Kansas. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, when I moved I mean, to Kansas, <laughs> welcome to Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> you're disappointed. Um, <laughs> Drive through. <laughs> welcome to Kansas, where the only thing that flourishes is disappointment. Yes. No, <laughs> no, there are lots of great things about Kansas. Why here you can find the largest ball of twine and the world's largest gopher. That's right. Um, so anyway, uh, when I got to can- when I was coming to Kansas, I was like, all right, I'm going to clear my mind of any expectations and I'm just going to see what happens. And And there's lots of weird stuff in Kansas. I mean, there's lots of just stuff that doesn't happen anywhere else that only happens in Kansas. And, and that was cool. And, and I was into that. But I didn't realize when I came that I kind of had this hope to run into uh, a certain amount of folklore and Paul superstition. Bunyan. You're hoping Paul and, Bunyan would be here. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. You know, old Indian tales and things like that. I mean, this is when you see stuff about the Wild West. Yeah. You're looking at Kansas. Yeah, it is. Like the West I mean, you was know the, the center. The very, the the very first boot hill ever is here mm-hmm. in Hayes. Whoa. And then Dodge City uh, uh, stole it. Stole it. it. Uh, I don't think they so much stole that I just killed more people than that. Probably, probably. But we need some place to I mean, put these some, guys. I mean, so as far as folklore, I mean, just I mean, look at uh, Wild Bill and Buffalo Bill right, right, and right. the Earps and all those James. people were all here. Jesse but, James. But that's history, right? It's it's like but, you know. Didn't you read it's Billy like, the Kid? It's in like the, uh, Worm of the Lock or whatever. It's it like being. It's like being in Ohio and being like, oh, the Wright brothers and Lewis and Clark. So what does Ohio have? Uh, give us Wright an example. Brothers. But give us an example of what you're oh. of this oh, folklore. Oh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, okay. I was I was hoping that by moving <laughs> to a rural area, because I I lived in urban Ohio, right? Um, that I would find this. I mean, ov- like from what I understand, the American South, like the southeast of the country, mm-hmm. is chock full of this crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, folklores and all and, that stuff. Yeah. And it's like both of the corners is like the American Northwest mm-hmm. is also full of this stuff. Right. And there's like in the northwest there's like all these weird animals mm-hmm. right and all these stories about people who were larger than life and like carved out yeah, valleys yeah. with their faces and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and then yeah. in the south there's all the the, the spooky the... spooky mardi gras yeah like gambit would say because he's not actually <laughs> ever written by an actual cajun yeah um spooky but mardi gras. but in the in the great lakes area midwest you don't find a lot of that stuff uh here in kansas there's a lot of stuff that is scary but it's primarily haunted stuff, haunted houses, mm-hmm. haunted graveyards, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And 
and right. alien sightings, um, which but, there are plenty, yeah, and yeah. which are freaky there, as all get out. There's that one famous one near nearby where you live. Yeah, yeah, the blue yeah. Light lady. That's right. Well, yeah, blue light lady ghost story, but we're talking specifically this alien. Oh, the alien visit. Yep. Yeah, Those yeah. The the. I still alien. want to go to that farm. You and I need to go to that farm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Rodrigo. a. It's a park in Russell. Oh, is it a park? Yeah. Oh, I thought we can. No, no, no. Not the. Not the. No, this is actually. There is a. There is this farm where the UFO landed in the middle of winter, mm-hmm. burned out like this 14 foot circle. Oh yeah. And the kid was there. And tried to tell people about it. No one believed him. People came out and for like a, for years, nothing, nothing will grow, grow in that circle. And it's still there apparently. Right. Uh, and researchers been there, done soil samples and just, you know, all this weird stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like right around Russell. Not the place, the, the horn blowing crazy, uh, right, right. Where, UFO people. Where all the crazies gather in the park yeah, and yeah. wait for the UFOs. Every yeah, day. yeah. I, for, I forgot about that. They don't that even do, they don't, they don't even do it anymore. Oh, they don't? No. Well, because that, that, yeah. uh, trumpet sound was passed. Back. Yeah, that was like in, what year was that, Matthew? 92 or something? I was in high school in Russell. That would have been 87 or 88. Oh, I thought that was when we were in college, because remember the, one of the students and our mom ran off to, uh, go yeah, do one that? Yeah, everyone I went was, to high school with. was yeah. all freaked out because we didn't know where they it, went. It was in that neighborhood, yeah. But you see, the thing that Rodrigo is is not taking into account is he's, he's talking about a lack of mythical creatures. Most of our universities are, in fact, represented by mythical creatures. I don't know what an Ichabod is. <laughs> and a Jayhawk is a made-up bird. That's true, it is. That, that, that wears big, big wooden shoes. And where I come from, Rodrigo, where I come from in north-central Kansas, in Mitchell County, they tell the tale of a mysterious creature. One night, my grandfather, and this is true, I'm not making this up, even though I'm using my voice. My grandfather was driving in uh, Mitchell County. It was dark. There was no one out there, no one really around. And uh, near a particular creek, he saw a man running. And then he realized that this man had to be a good 10 and a half feet tall. And it didn't necessarily look like it was entirely running with a human gait. And it looked kind of like it was, it was kind of scaly. And he started talking to people and apparently lots of people in and around Hyde Creek had heard of this strange creature and they, they dubbed it the Hyde Creek lizard man. And this was something where my, my cousin and I used to occasionally go and drive around in the, in the middle of nowhere in the night. And see if we could, you know, track this down. And everybody's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, there's a lizard man. But when you hear people talking and, you know, not talking about this like, oh, ha, ha, this, this thing happened. Let's feel the kids. It was like, this was the freakiest thing I have ever seen. This is the, ah, ah. I mean, that will really get to you. And I remember one particular night, you know, driving around and we thought we saw something. And I swear I screamed like a girl for half a mile, which I usually only do when I'm, you know, struck by a wasp. Or spiders. And it was one of the most. Now, I'm not afraid of spiders. Wasps I'm afraid of. Spiders, I, I'll squish a spider. Screw that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Bruce Otter is afraid of spiders. But um, I always said if there was a spider-wasp combination, we'd both be dead before yes. we get anywhere. But, Neither one of but, yeah, your I mean, powers would work on it. Oh no, it's composite Superman. Well, you're, where you're looking for those kind of, maybe not creatures, Rodrigo, but you know, the, the Kansas has one of the seven hell mouths. 
Right. And it in Stoll, sure. Kansas, over by yeah. uh, K- KU. Mm-hmm. It's in a cemetery it's, uh, church. It's 12 miles from me right now. Yeah. Uh, Stull, Stull is just outside of Topeka on the way to Lawrence. Um, in fact, this is something I drive through Stull. I used to drive through Stull every day, twice a day, while I was going to work and once coming back from work. And I have lived now in Topeka for the better part of a dozen years. At no point have I ever seen a live human being in Stull, Kansas during daylight hours. <laughs> and check this out. In I 19, am not kidding. In 1980, an article appeared in the Kansas City Times that added further fuel to the rumors about the Stull Cemetery and the abandoned church there. The article was quoted as saying that the devil chose two places to appear on Earth every Halloween. One of them was the tumbleweed hamlet of Stull, Kansas, and the other, which occurs simultaneously at midnight, is someplace on the desolate plain of India. Oh. Now you're, you're so- Ask me what the zip code is there. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. 66606. There you go. No, I'm, no, I mean, I'm that, serious, though. The, the, These the things, thing, I have never seen a live human being in daylight in this city. Oh, I'm now, sure. Grant, it's only two blocks wide. I'm, I'm One sure of the strangest stories about Stull appeared, uh, supposedly appeared in Time Magazine. Story claims <laughs> but, that Pope John Paul II allegedly ordered his private plane to fly around eastern Kansas on his way to an appearance in Colorado. The reason? Because he didn't want to fly over unholy ground. Oh, although the website itself we're reading it is like it yes. actually did. Yeah, it probably didn't happen. <laughs> uh, you want to go to Stull? Uh, go visit we, the Hellmouth? We could. The thing is, like, the, the website that you sent me is pretty good about being like, Here's all the stuff that people say about it, yeah, and yeah. here's how it's actually not true. Which is, and, and the thing, I think part of the, uh, I, I had heard about Stull before, and I think mm-hmm. I kind of skipped over it mm-hmm. because it's all about, it's a haunted graveyard, right, right, right? right? So I was like, okay, ghost, ghost, lots of people die there, violent deaths, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I, I, I think, honestly, the first time I read about it, I did not uh, realize that uh, Tobuska's made an entrance. No, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's something really weird about it. In the city of Stull, in the graveyard, there used to be a big stone building. Yeah, it was a church. Yeah, sitting over there in the corner of the thing. But one day, it was knocked down. And no one is entirely sure how or why. It just sort of happened no one is entirely sure, really, seriously. And this, oh, I, mean, I am, I'm not being a jerk. Yeah. The, the people in the city are like, we don't know. We, there are no authorization. Nobody told us that we're going to be knocking it down. We have no idea why this happened. We don't know who authorized this. It just sort of happened. It was Buffy. She went, closed the hell mouth. Yeah. It was not Buffy. I'll tell you what it was. It was Matter Eater Lad. See, he brought the Legion time bubble back in time to save so, us. So that's what you're it looking was, for is monsters? Is that what you're looking for? Monsters, folktales, um, basically things that are older than the, or, or at least things that seem older than, than the current culture. And I think that there aren't because there are very few um, Native Americans around in kansas right now there's there's a few reservations there's certainly a handful of of them that i've uh encountered here and there 
but a lot of that culture that then you know gets horrendously <laughs> whitewashed and warped into folktales isn't around. Right, right, right. Um, and then the other thing is, is that people in Kansas are two things. They are Christians. Fat. Oh, sorry. Okay, there are three things. Christians. Actually, a lot of them aren't as well. They got like a paunch or something, but fat. You know, they're Christians. Fat. They're fat, and they are practical. And I think that comes from being Germans. So it's like a lot of this stuff. Although I guess Germans do have some good folk tales. Um, it, it, like nobody around here is superstitious. You know, nobody around here is like, oh no. And it's like I think it's that combination of like of just going to church every Sunday where they explain the universe to you, which is fine. Um, and they're like just not being any like nothing practical about superstition and folktale. Nothing where, you know, hanging stuff around your farm is going to prevent bad spirits from coming in because there are no bad spirits because anything that can come into your farm, you can shoot with a shotgun. Yeah, probably. You know, it's just like the culture here is not really conducive to folktales, and I think that's why they've never taken root. Right, right, right. Whereas if you went southwest and you mm-hmm. met skinwalkers or right, right, or anything like that. Right, exactly. I mean, in Mexico, like everywhere you go, there are weird folk tales all over the Demon place. Spirits, and... right? So Mexican culture in the United States has brought a lot of stuff, a lot of that stuff yeah, with yeah. them. Um, and it's the same thing in the South with, um, you know, the... all that culture from the Caribbean islands mm-hmm. and from Africa mm-hmm. that got, you know, thrown around down there. Made some voodoo, right? Exactly. You know what? You know, we don't normally promote a lot of podcasts, and I know you've got an infinite amount of time, Rodrigo, to listen, but you might want to check out a podcast called What You Missed in History, I think is what it's called. I I say that, and I I listen to it all the time, but uh, let me look it up real quick. Lately, they've been doing, and I'm behind a month, but they're doing a series on, like, the history of real haunted places, Mm -hmm. and some of it is, like, so horrifying and real that it's just like, Right, right. Um, um, I guess uh, what you missed in history class. That's what the name of it is. There's this, uh, is like destination something. Mm-hmm. There's a show out right now mm-hmm. and I've completely skipped it because, um, it looked like another ghost hunter show, mm-hmm. right? And ghost hunter show are just like, Oh, something scary happened. Oh, it was a pipe. Right. 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 So I was like, man, but apparently this show is not like that. And they're going all over the place, not just in the United States. Like they're going to other countries. They're going, they're, you know, walking around in Europe and Asia and the Middle East where there is like older history and mm-hmm. where there's like, you know, more of this stuff that has kind of like bubbled into these like really weird stories. And, you know, like, uh, I, I hear they got a, a pretty good print of a, of a Yeti foot in one cool. episode. Stuff you missed in history class. Go check that out. Cool. Yeti foot. Yeti foot does whatever a Yeti foot does. Some really good stuff you might learn about in history. I think. Oh, I Carla that's, Yeti foot. That's that stuff's always interesting. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. No, uh, no twelve foot tall uh, skunk right. apes. No. Uh, um. My. Uh, no goat suckers. Uh, you know George. Uh, yeah. Uh, a writer for the site. He actually used to live here. We were roommates, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, we're, we had discussed that and like the general lack of of uh, you know spooky monsters and th- mm-hmm. things like that. So we sat around for a while and tried to make up our own. And it's difficult, you know. I think the most successful one we had was Wheat Babies. 
sweet babies. Yes, which are these uh, these little baby-like uh, goblin-type things that live in the wheat. Uh-huh. And they're afraid of sunlight, so they just hang out in the wheat most of the in time. In the dark parts of the wheat. And then when it, when, it, uh, when it gets dark, they come out and they do scary things you need like, to like find, steal babies and yeah, stuff like that. You need to find right? you know, some place that had a, an occurrence of mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. abductions or child deaths or baby abductions right. and blame it on the wheat babies. And then blame it on the wheat babies. And um, see, the thing is, they're usually gone by harvest, right? Right. right. Nobody knows where they go. Back mm-hmm. into the earth, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they're not. And that's why sometimes when... Uh, pe- they're going around in their combines. They see just like these shadows darting around mm-hmm. of the wheat babies trying to escape, and sometimes they're just like these huge clumps of dirt that just explode, yeah, explode. out into the yeah. into like the windshield of the combine. And mm-hmm. that's because that's a wheat baby where a patch of wheat got caught. They were exposed to sunlight, and they just explode into dirt. So I'm getting that. I'm trying to get that to catch on. Well, I, I think you'd probably have to change their name a little bit because you know if you. If, you know, look at the oldie timey uh, type stuff. They wouldn't have been called wheat babies. They would have been called like the children of the wheat. Well, but or the, the children of the chaff yeah, or something. Stephen, to, Stephen King sues. To to a certain to a certain degree, though, that's not always true because the real old timey stuff. People were so afraid of calling them by their actual names them, that they yeah. would made it. That they would make up like funny names like our old cousin and yeah, things yeah. like that for like yeah. really really scary stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Our old cousin. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I know it's I, creepy, I, right? <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Tuttle Creek Sea Cow? Younglings of the <laughs> younglings of the farm. Seriously, I do not make these things up. The Tuttle Creek Sea Cow, supposedly, and this is less scary than silly, but the, the supposedly Tuttle Creek, which is uh, in and around, I think Manhattan. Yes, somewhere. Manhattan. Um, there's a legend that there's a monster there. Some people claim it's just a manatee. A manatee <laughs> somehow locked inland after the last great ice age or some shit. <laughs> and, uh, well, except, except the problem is Matthew Tuttle Creek is a uh, man-made, uh, man-made uh, I lake. Don't, I don't want to hear it. There is an urban legend of a That Matthew manatee. just made up. Uh, honestly, this <laughs> this actually sounds too stupid for Matthew. <laughs> he about, would do, he would do the, some yeah. amount of research on this. <laughs> what about the Beeman monster in Kansas City? Who's supposed to be like a big the Neiman Marcus monster? What? No, the Beeman monster. I don't know anything Supposedly. about the Beeman monster. Does he come down See, and go swarm, swarm, swarm? No, but he's a cryptid. What about the Munchkin who hanged himself in the background while Dorothy is singing "We're Off to See the Wizard"? Uh, that happened in Kansas, what? right? What about all the weird stuff? <laughs> what about all the weird stuff in the set of Three Men and a Baby? Oh, it was just a cutout. Oh, you should creepy, you should creepy. double check the uh, the hard drive because every time we t- start talking about spooky stuff, well, so I haven't mentioned uh, Candyman. Uh, don't you do it? I am alone in my living room. In Tuttle, the Tuttle Creek night, Monster and I have to stay is up a, for another seven hours. Team stats for Tuttle sea Creek Monster cow. as of five two two thousand twelve. Team stats. That's the team name, the Tuttle Creek Monster. Maybe that's uh, what Matthew's thinking of. Looks no. like a swim team. No. That is a reference to the existence of the Tuttle Creek monster, the sea cow. You just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean it doesn't. Hey, look, exist. I'm not saying. Look, 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 look. Here's the thing, I haven't heard of. But these say things, this is practical but, Kansas. Yeah, whatever. Well, but but that's the thing is like, 
Give me when, a Mothman. When when I got here, yes, okay, a sea cow in a, a Corps of Engineers Creek. <laughs> Not quite as scary as the Mothman. But what yeah. I'm saying is... You know, the first thing I did was find old ladies and ask them about this stuff. Because old ladies are the ones who <laughs> know this stuff. Them off the I did. Old lady, I please did. tell me your myths and your legends. Abuela, abuela, por favor. Yes. Pardon me, madam, but I am foreign and I would like to learn about your culture. Enlighten me as Do to your... Do you have any monsters? Yes. Enlighten me as to your cryptids. <laughs> have you guys been to the United States, or not the United States, the Kansas State Capitol in Topeka? Yes. Yes, many times. Do you know of the most horrifying cryptid of them all? The 20-foot madman known as John Brown. That's, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that guy's a pretty good uh, hey, legend right there. Hey, man, that guy but was that, a Jayhawk. Yeah, he was. That's that where the Jayhawkers came from. Gave me nightmares when I was a little boy because we went through the thing. And it was, you know, it was evening. We got to that picture and John Brown is standing. And he's literally twice as big as anyone else in the picture. And he's got this crazy look on his face. And he's got a beard like Santa Claus and hair like Goku. And he's standing over this this plateau that looks like the end of the world there's a tornado and a dust storm and flames and people walking away the lamentations of the women and the dead in the foreground and it's just holy moly it's creepy and for years i thought that john brown was actually a giant monstrous creature from beyond and it turns out you know it's just sort of you know it's it's what do you call that painting style impressionist right right but Honestly, the painting itself is enormous. It is. And it's really, and it is scary. Unfortunately for me, not being from Kansas and having experienced that painting before in a different way, every time I see it, all I hear is like, Wait, what was that? Let's carry on my way, Watson. Oh. Because as they use that on the cover. You and I. Yep. You know what's really awesome about that song? What? You remember the Spider-Man clone? Uh, ben Riley. Yeah. Yeah. The original Spider-Man clone was created by the Jackal, but there's a clone of the Jackal called Carrion. And in his right. first appearance back in the 70s, his first appearance is the the book is actually titled Carrion, comma, My Wayward Son. Classy. Way to go, Stanley. Yeah. Way to bring uh, way to, way to, way to bring it back to comics. No, no, that was good. I like that. And with that, I think we shall wrap it up and hopefully the boogie Six monsters do Kevin not Bacon. get you <laughs> over this up. holiday weekend. They they will if I, I make them up. Uh it's, it's really hard. There's not I a like lot wheat of, babies. In Kansas, there aren't a lot of things for scary things to hide what behind. About, <laughs> since this is the holiday weekend, my fleshy aunt. <laughs> Aunt <That's> Gertrude. <laughs> I think I have seen that movie, and it's particularly disturbing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank uh, you for tuning John in and listening. Thank you for supporting John everything, and either through your donations or using the Amazon link or buying some uh, headphones from our good friends at tweakedaudio.com or even heading over to slash loot and getting your own critical hit to t shirts. Every little bit helps us out and allows us to continue to do fine shows. Well, allows us to do fine shows. Uh, until next time, keep reading comic books, and we will too. And don't you cry no more. <laughs> <laughs>
If I had the X-ray vision of a Superman, I could save some bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the rack. And although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he'd make me wait out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Oh, wait, I think I found a better way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would you bag and board your comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a major spoiler. Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.